0: Madison's Alternative 106.7 The Resistance this week on the Disruptor Series. I am catching up with our friend Des Rocks. Hello.
1: Hi, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. No, it's been almost exactly a year since we met in Vegas. Wow.
1: That's crazy. It seems like a a lifetime and also like it was yesterday at the same time. Yeah,
0: it really does. Yeah. In the middle of that, you chatted with my coworker, Ebo back in May of last year. That can still be found on our IGTV if anyone is interested in checking that out. Uh, you talked about how quarantine allowed you to write even more and be more manic. Is that how This Is Our Life, the new album that came out in December? Is that how that came to be?
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, everything I do is born out of some sort of manic desire, to say the least. Uh, just the process of making music for me is, is pretty intense, the way I make it. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, without a doubt applies to this is our life.
0: You had an interesting story also about how you, I think it was how you came up with the idea for pieces.
1: Yes. Pieces. I had pieces in a dream and, um, I just kind of woke up humming this melody and I ran over to the computer like five in the morning and started recording it. And I was doing such a bad job at recording it, uh, that the click, like the metronome that you use when you're recording was just bleeding right into the microphone I was using. (laughs) So in the intro, it goes like, "Mm -hmm 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 -hmm," and in that intro, you just hear, click, 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 click. So it was a nightmare getting that out of there. But yeah, like something about that, the rawness of recording that at five in the morning just stuck and is on the record.
0: I was gonna say, you know, you could have just re-recorded it, but then it would be a totally different sound.
1: You know, I tried, but there was just some sort of weird bedroom vibiness to it all that I really loved and couldn't replicate.
0: It sounds sultry when you say it that way. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. At the beginning of the shutdowns, you recorded in Times Square, which was a pretty incredible video. Have you been back since?
1: Thank you. No, I try to avoid Times Square like the plague. Um, (laughs) All New Yorkers do, even in its current shutdown state, because now that it's shut down, Then there was a period where everybody would go there because it was shut down therefore defeating the purpose of going there for being shut down (laughs) uh you know um but on the eve of that shutdown when it really was like empty it was pretty surreal to go in there and be the only person in Times square and, and play a song acoustic we just did like one take and and that was that
0: that's like a once in a lifetime opportunity easy
1: Yeah, for sure. It was just kind of like my way of of like saying goodbye to the city that really defines so much of who I am.
0: Yeah. In your press release, it says that you approach your career as an all-encompassing art piece. Is that something that you said or that somebody wrote about you?
1: No, but it's true. Like, I don't recall saying that. It sounds like something I would say, but yeah, like for me, it's just like, I I can't imagine it not being all consuming. Like, I don't know how you could interview somebody and they'd say, uh, yeah, I just kind of like, I I like to make songs. And that's that. You know, for me, it's it's extraordinarily personal. And uh, it's this emotional expression that is hard for me to even put into words sometimes. So yeah, it's without a doubt all encompassing.
0: When you haven't really been shy about the fact that the stage show and the energy and the passion behind every aspect of it, between the aesthetics, the sound, everything is really important to you. And to a lot of your influencers, people that, you know, influenced you, what are the percentages of how you split up all these different aspects of your art?
1: Man, I mean, at its most simple, it's just like a 50-50 musical and visual. You know what I mean? And I try and spend just as much time on both as I possibly can. Like the music is without a doubt equally as important to what everything looks like, you know, the the music videos and so forth. And I haven't made many of them. So I'm I'm really excited to now finally be able to open up all those and finally breathe life into the whole visual vision.
0: How big is your team that works on all this stuff? Or is it really just you and then you have to hire people to do it? Well, creatively.
1: On the visual side, it's myself, and I have this amazing director that I've teamed up with who helps breathe life into all the visuals as well. Making the music, it's also just me and my buddy from high school. It's a really, really small, close-knit mom-and-pop operation, and it takes a village. It really does. Like The people who help bring this stuff to life are uh, true believers in, in what I want to accomplish, and I appreciate them every day.
0: Your fan club is called filthy animals. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. It's like, I almost, I don't even want to
1: call it a fan club. You know, people are like, what's the fan club called? I go, no, there's no fan club, but there are the filthy animals. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's more just like, a, I don't like to think of it as a club because a club implies a degree of exclusivity. You know, I think of it just as a movement of, of like-minded people who love and are passionate about music Um, and can help each other get through some of the the hardest things in each other's lives and are there for each other. It's a community.
0: So if you subscribe on your website, what kind of things can people expect from Mm. that? I think you can find a
1: lot of people who are just very similarly minded and provide a sounding board for whatever you might be going through in your life and who will share insights about like the music that I create. And I hope spark some discussion about my art and the things I want to do. And you also get here's where the exclusivity does come into play because, yeah, like I'm always sending people things that I don't send to the rest of the world who are like subscribing to the stuff. So I guess there is a little exclusivity.
0: (laughs) There has to be something special.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Who created this symbol that you've been using on your merch?
1: I actually wrote it on the back of a tissue box on a plane. And somebody said to me, it was a director who I work with, it was like, you know, your name, yeah, great. But like, you just need like something that transcends that, something that just stands on its own. Right, let me see if I could find it. I took a photo of it when I drew it on this plane and I sent it to this director who I work with. Here it is. I've never showed this to anybody before. Let's see if you can see it. But it's like, I just drew this thing, right? This yeah. shape. And it was a, an idea I had for a stage setup where it's kind of two fangs and the fangs really represent like tenacity and and overcoming the odds, which is a lot of what the filthy animals movement is about. And I wanted to incorporate that into a symbol. So we just kind of call it the filthy animal symbol. And it's just, I try not to ascribe too much meaning to it because I don't, I want people to attach their own, but it's rooted in, in strength. So.
0: I love that you have the stencil up on your website and that it says like propaganda for the people.
1: <laughs> yeah, take it, make it your own. You know, it's for everybody. I always say like rock and roll to the people. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm all about, about like breaking down any walls and barriers and making it egalitarian, you know?
0: Yeah. And you really do have a, a rock and roll attitude and it comes through in the music. And especially like alternative music has really been moving away from rock. Mm-hmm. sound and has been kind of going pop is this an active goal for you to bring guitars back to alternative
1: yeah that's not so much the goal for me you know I think like just the idea of the boxes and genres today are, are so tough for me around my head around because someone says hey are you rock or are you alternative and I always just say like I'm not alternative like I'm not the alternative to anything Like, I'm the main dish you know what I'm saying like I'm not yeah, I'm not the, the side thing that is niche. I want to make music for as many people as possible. I want to just express myself and make art. And am I a rock artist? Yeah, like in identity. You know what I mean? I think rock is not defined by a series of production choices. You know, I think rock is defined by energy and um, identity. And if you identify as a rock artist, then congratulations, you're a rock artist. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I think of it.
0: Yeah. Are you already recording a new album?
1: Yeah, I'm almost done with it. And uh, (laughs) I've just been making in this little room you see behind me here. And it's been quite a journey over the last very cold months. I don't exactly have heat in my space. So I had a lot of vocal takes where I could see my breath.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I checked out your Twitter and you said that you could see your breath while recording. And in another tweet, you said that your memories of making this album will be defined by huddling around heaters and screaming.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... You know, it's like a really crazy process. Like someone asked me, it was like the other day, I was like, you ever seen the movie The Lighthouse? Uh, It's just Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe are stranded in a lighthouse in the 1890s and they just go insane for two and a half hours. And they just go crazy on each other. And that's what it's like. I'm either alone or I'm with one other person and we're just like making noises and like up and dancing and like, what's this? What's that? And just feeling our way around and just getting so weird. And then I'll spend a whole day just fine tuning one little guitar thing that I want to be perfect. And then I'll spend the next three days just like, stream of conscious, he kind of like, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what year it is. I just know that the album's almost done.
0: <laughs> so are you <laughs> one compartment of a larger studio? Or are you like in an apartment building where your neighbors can hear you?
1: Uh, no, you know, I've, I've always kind of been out of the bedroom or just like seedy random little off the book spaces that I can find in New York. I've never been in the same place more than a few months because either it's too good to be true. And it expires or I get kicked out. So now my latest spot is this little room of next to a guitar shop and above a bakery, across the street from a graveyard in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. So um, I haven't been kicked out yet, and a couple months now going strong. So
0: (laughs) congratulations! Thank you. (laughs) We know that you love pizza, coffee, and music. What (laughs) else?
1: Dogs. Ooh, do you have that? I do I have a little weed terrier and uh I love dogs, I love animals, love coffee, I love all things that oh, we already said that. I love all things New York City. I love I love a lot of things, man. I, I love a lot of things.
0: <laughs> is the weather warming up there?
1: No, it's freezing today, but I can't complain cuz you're in a much colder place than me, so. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think it's almost 50 today, though. Oh, so it's actually warmer
1: there than it is here, so I'll yeah, you I
0: think so. I read somewhere that you got a law degree before you decided to focus on music.
1: Yeah. Like I've always, um, I've always had to play by certain like realities in life. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I grew up where my parents, like, you know, you got to like spoil yourself and get an education and you can do whatever you want. So I would always just kind of have these jobs and be in school at night and always just hustling my music like late at night after that. And yeah, like I was able to go to law school and only have one test at the end of the semester that's worth 100% of your grade. So I could just be reading some textbook backstage at a rec center in Louisville, Kentucky, then like show up at the end of the semester, take the test and then just keep being a music. It's actually a great little hack.
0: So were you working on that while you were opening for the Rolling Stones? No,
1: I, I fortunately had, had reached a point where I didn't have to work uh, a day job anymore when that happened. But yeah, I, I've, I've been out of the the day job hustle for a minute now which is which is great but it took a while to get there
0: <laughs> so how old are you 29 oh i thought you were younger and then i said the lot of great thing and i was like
1: yeah most people most people do but when i was like i've, I've always kind of uh i've always been the baby of the family so
0: <laughs> so you have older siblings yeah i got two older brothers nice i have an older brother and a younger brother no nice middle child yeah <laughs> mild mild mannered maybe right yeah, yeah, yep. I'm the peacekeeper.
1: Yeah, there you are.
0: <laughs> Do you have any tattoos?
1: I don't. Uh, I just don't like anything enough. I've come so close. I've come so close, but my tastes change so rapidly that I feel like, you know, the second I committed something, I don't know, maybe I got commitment issues. <laughs> Do
0: you think there could ever be like a drunken night on tour where you're just like, all right, everybody, we're getting matching tattoos tonight?
1: I don't think I would do it. <laughs> I don't
0: think so I mean, like maybe one day there will be something that
1: I say, "Okay, my taste will never change," and I'll do it. But I don't.
0: Surprise! You didn't think that you could get the filthy animals logo. I mean, maybe that'll be the one.
1: You know, like maybe that's the one I, I that finally, like you know, puts a ring on it for me.
0: Get it under your eye and start a little post Malone oh. type.
1: <laughs> I'm crazy! Now I'm not gonna have my first night too. It's kind of like jumping to the end of the semester there. Yeah.
0: So what do you have coming up? We you talked about a new album that's almost finished, and I got a whole lot. I think there's a real big bright light
1: at the end of this crazy tunnel, and I uh, can't wait to get back on a stage soon. And I've just been filming a whole bunch of stuff, and all brand new music uh, that I'm finishing up now.
0: Cool. And I hear, you know, New York is going to start opening up a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, everything's going in the right direction.
1: And For a long time, it wasn't. So it makes me very happy.
0: Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Of course.